What up? It's your boy Luke Legacy, and this is another episode of Life and Other Shit. Yes, I have lost my voice, so bear with me. On this particular episode, I get to have a great conversation with my friend Emily White about how women have like 12 emotions and guys have like three. And then we get into some other shit along the conversation, but otherwise, it's a great conversation. I hope you take something away with it, and here we go. Life and Other Shit. Why do you think that men have such a hard time understanding women? Mm. I don't know. I saw this really hilarious um, meme today. Mm-hmm. And it was of, it's like the meme where Kermit is looking at a hooded Kermit of himself. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a few memes out there, but. <laughs> but you know what yeah, I'm talking I about. It's the picture. image. It was like when she tells you, like, when she explains exactly how you did her wrong, me, man, like, you totally nailed me. And then inner self. Uh, say what you mean again. I don't know how to explain it totally. But I feel like yeah. men actually do understand women. And women do actually nail men a lot more than men actually. Well, yeah, especially with maturity. You know, you're right. Let me. Uh, I, this is for, a podcast and you can't see this, but I, I do need to just show you this image. I, just I do want to see the image. But I... I agree. Me, damn. She explained everything I did wrong to her perfectly. Inner me. Ask her what she means. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. It's you know ve- what she meant, and you know that it hit home. <gasps> you're right. You're right. Guys are not going to like me for saying this, but you're actually right. I think to a certain extent, I definitely understand. I used to be married. Excuse me. Excuse me. I used to be married, and um, sorry, we're doing miracle fruit pills over yeah, here. Yeah, this is there's a lot going on here, but we're having a good time and we're drinking wine. I used to be married, and I did not understand certain things because I was at a young age. But over time, I knew that my ex-wife knew that I understood, but I would definitely act like I did it. Yeah, with hopes that women or that she would understand why I was doing certain things because I didn't feel like I was really in the wrong. Yes. Can I give you an example? Yeah. For example, I'm putting myself out here. I had a friend that we were really good friends while me and my ex had broken up before we had gotten married. Mm -hmm. To me, she had actually helped us get back together. Mm -hmm. From that point forward, I thought, hey, well, we're all just friends. But anytime I was... You know, we was at a function or a gathering, whatever the situation was, and me and this particular person would talk. She could not stand it. Mm-hmm. Could not stand it. And so I acted like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. She just was like, I don't like her. But I guess that wasn't enough of an explanation to me. In my heart, I knew I wasn't thinking or doing anything wrong. But it got to the point where it got kind of bad between um, me and my ex because this was my friend. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I can imagine where your wife is coming from. So you all, like, why did you and your wife, why'd you get divorced? Why'd you split up? Well, that's, I mean, that's later, though. But well, what I were mean, the issues? We, well, issues like that. Disagreeing on... But, like, did she think you were emotionally unavailable or, like, emotionally not? I, I think I definitely was emotionally unavailable, especially when it got to a certain point. I think I checked out. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys mentally check out yeah. probably way quicker. Yeah. Lack of endurance emotionally. Why? Uh, I don't know. Some, a lot of it has to do with maturity, you know? A lot has to do with maturity. I think if I was more mature, I would have probably tried to stick it out longer, try to understand her. But were you really emotionally checked out? Uh, yes. Like, you you didn't have any feelings for her anymore? Yes. Yeah, I just, I had feelings for her, but, you know, there's a difference. You you get to a point where you don't like someone, but you do love them, but you don't Mm -hmm. like them. And I think space and time was needed to understand each other better. And allow us to grow. I mean, from that, I, I grew a lot. I feel like I understand women better. One thing that I learned from that in dealing with women, 
and people. (laughs) I don't want to sound too (laughs) one-sided with this, but honesty. Mm -hmm. Honesty is, is key when you're trying to convey something and being blunt. Sometimes dancing around the truth or dancing around the honest truth is just going to leave you up in in a similar conversation later on. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've been in relationships before. Yes. Do you feel like you were understood? Um, It's a question I... mm, Sometimes yes and sometimes... No, and certainly... Uh, More yes than no? just need a little think time on this one. Well, let's think about it like this. What, what we're talking about. I mean, we're talking about the same thing, but we can just come back to, you know, allowing you to think more of whether you were understood or not in the relationship. But you made an interesting comment to me some time ago, and you said... Um, Women have, I've made a lot of interesting comments. You make a lot of interesting comments. You said women have like 12 emotions and guys have three. Yeah, I carry around an emotional wheel on my phone too. An emotional what? Wheel. A wheel that identifies all the different emotions that you mm. can experience. And I use it sometimes. Really? Mm-mm. I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah, anyway. But yes, I said there. Men, men have three, women have 12. What do you feel like guys... You, do you feel like there's different levels of guys? Certain guys are more emotional or certain guys understand certain things more. Or do you feel like it all boils down to patience? Through patience, a lot of things can, a lot of understanding can happen. That's why I said patience. Between two people? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's all work and patience, for sure. It's like total work. Take me through, okay, take me through a, a day. But I think, like, for men, I think the emotions, like, I'm looking at my emotion wheel right now, okay? Mm-hmm. I think men, very heteronormative men that I have experienced have, like, easily identified with mad, chill, happy they're in one of those three <laughs> states. That's funny. Mad, chill, and happy. And then women are living in like jealous, irritated, skeptical, bewildered, discouraged, insignificant, inadequate, embarrassed, daring, stimulating, playful, optimistic, successful, worthwhile, wow. responsive, serene, secure, sleepy, apathetic. Yeah. Remorseful. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, you deal with these things or women could possibly deal with these array of emotions throughout the entire day. Like in 24 hours? Yep. Wow. That's a lot. So do men too. Men just don't name them for themselves. Okay. People, okay. I think men and women experience the same emotions. Uh, women I think- just feel them and let them like live their life. Like I think women have emotions and then they experience them and then they're gone. Mm. They don't stay with him forever, right? They're not things that so stick you inside think, them. So you think guys uh, stick with emotions? I more? think emotions become like heavy furniture in men's hearts. Heavy furniture <laughs> yes. in men's hearts. Like they have to pick them up and move them. That's why they compartmentalize things, but it takes hmm. like actually effort to pick it up and move it back again to another room. This is this is great. This, I've, never, I've never heard anything like that before. But like the women have very many emotions in their area men have weightier fewer ones and so essentially you're saying men don't deal a woman might have these emotions throughout the day and you kind of deal with all of them throughout the day yep whether you want to or not and guys might have these but ignore 70% of them or more yep and ignore it for like a month until they have to deal with chunks of them at a time. And then they chuck them into one of those three things. I can see that. A lot of times guys don't deal with it. And women, you, in the morning, you may be upset and sad and, you know, reminded of your dead grandparents and emotional. Mm-hmm. 
Then you go to work, someone's brought you a donut, you have coffee, you're elated, you have a bad meeting, you have an uneasy conversation with a girlfriend. They are having something bad happen in a relationship. Then you're there with them. Yes. There's a lot of, for me, I wake up, most of my days start off really good, I would say. (laughs) Except when you don't go on walks. Right, when I'm not going on my morning walk. No, even when I go on my morning walks or not. You know, my days start off really good, but those things that come my way that are drama or not necessarily drama, life, it's life, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like I may deflect them because I'm focused on one thing Mm -hmm. and not have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. Some things I'm reminded about. It's a... But I think here's what I think, Troy, is I think that this is why men get so scared of women's emotions. Because for men, emotions are things. They're objects that have to be picked up and moved around and, like, stay for a really long time. And so when a woman comes at them with emotion, they think, like, something heavy and serious and permanent is coming at me. So if I'm like, Troy, I'm so upset with you about this thing... I'm just really meaning, like, I need to work through it for a minute and a half and be heard, and then it's gone. Yeah. But for a dude, he doesn't understand that it will be gone if we just work through it right now. He thinks this is a permanent thing that you're bringing it to me right now. I think that, like, when you you ask the question about, like, when have you been understood in a relationship the most? I think my ex-boyfriend did a really good job of this. He was like, sometimes you just need to be, like, listened to, and that's... My job. And that felt, I think that's like a a good... Whether you want to or not. Like you sit there and if you're going to be in this with someone, you just have to listen to it. That's that's an expectation. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said the word permanent. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of... I've been in a lot of situations where I don't want to deal with any... I don't want to deal with a woman's emotions Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's a permanent thing and I will have to deal with it again. And I think a lot of guys feel that way. They don't, sometimes we deal with things and then, or we're dealing with something with, you know, someone of the opposite sex and they're like, okay, I'm fine. Now I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you really fine? Mm-hmm. Are you really okay? And vice versa. Um, I've been in situations where women are like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good. Give me a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm going to calm down. Give me a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think it goes back to like what I was saying before. Patience and understanding on both ends of the spectrum. Totally. I think more on guys because I think women naturally have more patience and understanding. Yeah. And... Guys don't, and we carry it around like furniture. I can't get away from what you just said right there. That's probably one of the most powerful things in all the conversations I've had about men and women. And it's interesting hearing where you're coming from because I don't think like that at all. Like about? About wearing emotions in that way. Oh, but I think also something I've been thinking a lot about too is like not being angry at another person. This is kind of emotions. This is just like also kind of the baggage that people bring. The emotional baggage that people bring. It's like not being angry at someone for what they bring to the table or being upset or hurt by it. But also just recognizing like I think women, whatever baggage they bring or whatever emotional issues they're dealing with, that junk hurts themselves. Mm -hmm. Like typically that baggage is hurts them. Whatever baggage they have is hurting them. Whatever baggage dudes bring hurts a woman. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And ultimately it's going to end up hurting him in the long run, but it consistently externalizes in a hurtful way to women. Like, it's a tsunami. Well, I mean, and what about women? The baggage that women bring? I think that it is hurtful to who... I don't think it is very hurtful to men, typically. I think it's very internalized. I, I think... You're right in saying that it's not necessarily very hurtful to men. I'm not going to lie. 
I think it's annoying. Men get annoyed sure. at, at the baggage because um, Music Soul Child, he had a song. <laughs> I And the lyrics went, I'm not to blame for the pain that was caused by previous cats. Cats meaning other guys that were, you know, the, I, the woman I, had, had dealt I with. I understand. Thank but you. Thank, thank you, Troy, for that. Beautiful song. Great song. I love that song to death. And it's very true. So I think guys don't have understanding when it comes to that because we grow impatient because we are thinking, what the fuck? Where is this coming from? I don't have time to deal with it. Let's just be happy. And then it goes into another realm, getting over baggage. I'm a fan of getting over the shit that's just a lost cause. It already happened. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of getting over it. Totally. But I also have to understand that everybody doesn't get over it. So sometimes there are situations where people talk and talk and talk about the past, the past, the past. And it may not be a relationship with someone. It may be a family issue. It may be another girlfriend issue. Mm-hmm. And they hold that with them. Is, is, is that what? I think that's annoying. I think that's, I don't know. I you think, think that's that now that can happen with guys as well. Is that just something that's just annoying? I think it's just kind of a personality issue. It's personality. Thing. I think dudes do that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think give myself a compliment here. I think okay. that I like pretty resilient person. So, I would agree. Yeah. So I don't. I think that, but I think I still have baggage, whether I want it or not. Oh sure. You, life is going to give you baggage. Yeah. Whether yeah, whether you want it. I know for myself, you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know for I know for myself, I have baggage. I have a lot of shit that I deal with now, and I'm like, man, I could have. Wow, I really, I did this. I I made this person feel like that, and I had no emotion connected to it. But that makes you feel bad. I can't feel bad about it now because it's over. But like doing something that hurt someone that you had no emotion connected to makes you feel mad? I didn't know it hurt them at the time. Mm -hmm. Looking back, my father always said, hindsight is 20-20. Many fathers said that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if anybody said it more than my dad. He Anytime a mistake was made, my brother made more mistakes than I did. So I heard him always saying, you know, hindsight is Mm 20-20. And for me, it's it's haunting. Anytime I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I would have... You know, anytime I realize that I've learned a lesson in life, I look back and I realize, man, you know, this could have happened this way. This could have happened that way. But, you know, you learn a lot. And emotionally, emotions are something that grow and mature. And I think eventually everyone's goal is to try to deal with their emotions in the most mature way possible. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a lot of factors that dance around that. So let's just get specific on, I guess, some other shit. Okay. This is other shit, life and other shit. This is, this is life and other shit. Okay. So we've talked What's about the some, other shit. We, we've considered some things that <laughs> we all deal with. The other shit is, you know, drunk emotions. Mm-hmm. How does that affect? How does that affect people? And uh, this and this is we're talking. It's not even guy versus girl. Yeah, I have some stories of some friends, and I'm like, whoa, bro, you need to chill the fuck out because you're too drunk, and people get emotional when they're drunk. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> totally. Yeah. What do you think? What's fair? That the, they, like drunkenness is not a fair calibration of emotion. But is it when people are telling the truth? I think sometimes drunken... I think it depends on who the person is. Mm-hmm. I think if it's a super reserved person, like who compresses emotion and then they get drunk, yeah, that probably is a real indicator. If it's a super emotive person, typically, who's very external and like always out there, and then they get drunk and then they get like on level 10, level 12, mm-hmm. then you're, you should probably be like, nah. <laughs> Take it back. Six levels. You know what I have a problem with? I have a problem with uh, 
with people excusing their actions based off of or excusing their emotions based off of being drunk. When has this it, happened to you? Let's use some well, real life stories because I think this is what's going to be just really interesting to hear. Well, I mean, people do. If you're not a person that does that a lot, I don't mind you excusing. Hey, I was drunk. That wasn't me. X, Y, Z. If you're a person that I know and you continue, continue, you're continuous. Continually. I don't know. I can't <laughs> Continually. Say if, if you continually offend, say shit or become emotional, I, I start to think that you're using it as a crutch to deal with emotions in an honest way that you are afraid to deal with in a sober way. Is this, are you speaking, Troy, let's get like concrete about relationship conversations. I'm talking about right now. We're talking about like well, give, me, talk, give me an example what, of someone recently in your life. Well, we're, well, no, we're just talking about emotions. Boring. When when, <laughs> when we're talking about Boring. we're talking about how people react to. Sorry, podcast listeners. Troy's gonna not call out any of his fan base. Maybe I'll give you an anecdote. Well, even some people that are on the podcast. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll 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 call out examples. You know, I've had friends that drunkenly are overly aggressive towards women mm-hmm. in a drunk setting. That's not cool. Not cool at all. Yeah. Not cool at all. And That's when it's been... Bo- understatement I'm using there. When yeah. it's been, not cool at all. No, it's not cool at all. And it's something that I recognize and I definitely brought to my friend's attention. They're not bad people and I don't think it's their intent. Mm-hmm. But I've also been around people where they lean on it as a crush. Oh man, I was drunk. I barely remember. Yeah, uh, nah, you remember some things. You don't. You don't black out and forget. Yeah, every, but don't you think that time. those kind of people who use drunkenness as a crutch use a whole lot of other excuses in their life? Well, that's where it was going to take us. Do what are some other things that we can consider that people use as emotional crutches? Oh, there are a lot. People um, hang on to a lot of things. Yes. Because now the death thing, I can't really fuck with. I, I won't. I don't try people on that. But sometimes I wonder how long can you hold on to the reason that you are emotionally unstable is through a certain death, right? I think or, I can kind of mess with it. My dad died. Mm, like, yeah, you can. That's. Not, I just you just you roll with it. Mm, that that's powerful coming from you because I've not had a. Uh, yeah, but that's and I can't even imagine the I mean, day not, yeah. that that it, that it may happen. But not that I, I love my dad dearly, but it's yeah. like people die. People are going to die your entire life, and that's if you don't, part, if you don't life. learn yeah. how to deal with it, it's going to be a real rough life. Right. Really rough. So once again, it's emotionally getting past it. Or dealing with it or becoming okay with it. But here, um, okay, we're going to take it back. I'm going to roll back. Mm. Excuses I've heard from men about their emotional unreadiness. The um, emotional unreadiness. Their emotional... It's not you, it's me. I'm not ready. Their emotional pre... Oh, no. They're always... I'm always in an interesting situation with men where they're like... Not even trying to go away. They're just trying to tell me they can't give me what I need, but still want to be there. (laughs) They're like trying to still be all up in my space and my business with right. me, but not giving me what I need. Uh, right. Because they're emotionally not there, um, which is a messed up situation. So I think one is like work. This has been a newer one, like commitment to work and job. Interesting. That's bullshit. I'll just say that. I'll call guys out. That's bullshit. I, yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, Second one is past relationships. Sort of. I don't really get that one as much. Um, fear of commitment. Uh, attachment disorders. <laughs> well, and that's all. And, okay, go ahead. You Keep think going. that's real? No, I think it's bullshit. And I'll tell you why it's bullshit. But like men in the army or the air force, perhaps. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking. Yeah. Who say they have attachment issues. Um yeah. I think it's bullshit. And a lot of guys say that. And I feel like maybe they're not being honest all of the way. 
And the reason why I say that, and guys, once again, might be getting mad at me for saying these things, but I don't care. Should be more honest. That shit, it exists, but it doesn't exist for as long as guys play that story out. Yeah. Now, four years ago, a guy can be like, I'm not emotionally, that's my job. Four years later, you meet this guy. Yeah, it's my job. It's a good cop out. Now, I think I think that if you want to be more honest and say, listen, I'm not looking for anything serious. I enjoy spending time with you. I don't want you to fuck with me unless you genuinely want to under these circumstances. Mm -hmm. If you get a guy friend or a boyfriend or you get in a serious relationship, all I can do is respect that. But can we work within these parameters? If you say yes and I say yes, boom, we're good. Mm -hmm. Right? If it goes on and you're like, hey, I'm emotional about it. I'm starting to really catch feelings. Hey, let's revisit. Communication is key. Mm -hmm. I think what we're going back to is how we communicate with one another. And is it effective? How effective is it or not? Um, I would agree with you. Do emotions affect the honesty of a person? Yes. Absolutely. For sure. (laughs) For sure. Uh, You ever find yourself about to tell a lie and like, why am I about to lie right now? And just go ahead and be like, this is the fucking truth. No. Well, not like a huge lie, little white lies. Like what? Like if you give me a white lie. I don't know. Like since you came in here today, what was a white lie you gave me, Troy? I can think of one. I can think of one. I haven't haven't lied about anything today. When you, for (laughs) example... I haven't lied about anything. Um, when you are, when you cancel on someone. Oh, yeah. You know, those, those are where those little white lies come into play. Yeah, sometimes I don't care about those. Depends on who the person is. Yeah. Depends on who the person is. It definitely depends on who the person is. Okay. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Because if I'm like, man, this is my homie. Why am I lying to this motherfucker? He didn't give a fuck. Really, who really gives a fuck? But it yeah, all- but I get like pissed off too when people are disrespectful of my time. That pisses me off. Okay, all right. And so I think people might lie to me sometimes about that, but then I know when they're lying, and that pisses. Okay. Oh, we talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah, we talked about how people that that does get on your nerves. Yeah, they're but- like a few things that get on my nerves, but like being disrespectful of my time. Let's talk about being pissed off. I just. So is, the, is that a hard level to reach for you? It was super hard. Yeah. It's hard to get me there. But then once I'm there, it's not even pissed off. It's just like I just cut off. Oh, it's great. super confusing. I think it's really confusing to people in my life because it's either everything is fine and then all of a sudden I'm done. Yeah. Like the other, I think, the, <laughs> I don't know if this is a good example, but I really, I think generally I'm not, I actually don't even feel, anger is not a feeling I feel about anything. Really, I don't feel angry about anything. But I was in traffic the other day in Buckhead, and this woman was just going insane. We were bumper to bumper. People were just honking their horns. She was honking her horn at me if I was not just right up on the car in front of me. And she made me mad. Like, she got me to the level of actual pissed off yeah, in traffic. Yeah, you road rage. I wasn't, no, she had road rage. But I was like, this is just utterly insane. So I threw my car in park and turned it off and stopped and just turned around and stared at her (laughs) Mm. and then waved every car out in front of me for a good three minutes. And I feel like that's maybe what I do with people in my life when they get to that point where they're just. That was a version of what you, how you deal with people in real life. Right. Like I think probably the best example of this is like my ex-boyfriend, Ogden, who I love Dearly as a friend still, but we were in love and lived together and we're going to get married. And uh, we both, he did a lot to put in the work too with our relationship. He really did. But he also did a lot of things that were super screwed up, like cheating on me with a lot of women. Oh, and, yeah. That's screwed up. Yeah, super screwed up um, while planning a proposal at the same time. And I had been so, I think, 
the word, this is an SAT word, but like acquiescent, like working with him and flowing with what was going. Hold on, pause, pause, I'm sorry. (laughs) Say that word again. Acquiescent. I'm like, no disrespect to you, you're extremely intelligent. Like for you pronounce that word, I'm sorry. I love it. I'm impressed. <laughs> Acquiescent. Acquiescent. Like, it's like moving like water, right? Like I would move with what he needed. I'm not going to actually spell it. Just keep talking. Okay. Go ahead. Um, but I would flow with his needs, right? And where he was emotionally. And he grew so much in our relationship. And the man he was five years ago, really seven is when we started dating. And the man he is now is like a totally fundamentally different person. But it got to a point where he had just like literally just me past the threshold during that time of emotional growth. Yep. How did you feel? Were you growing emotionally based off of helping him? Sometimes I don't know if I, I don't know, but you know, so sometimes women, women, y'all are so far ahead of us. I don't know if I was, I think I would be growing emotionally if I had let him go sooner. I think that would have been... I think I grew more emotionally in breaking up with him. Wow. Uh, I think I would have probably grown more emotionally if I'd broken up with him sooner. I think I knew that we probably were going to break up at some point. Probably somewhere in our fourth year. Yeah, I think I probably knew that. Not because I didn't love him and not because I didn't think he loved me. Just because I knew I was going to have to carry him on my back. You know, this, this brings me to a point. We're, I, I realized uh, probably in the past two years, when we're in relationships with people, and relationship is a word that people avoid mm-hmm. because it's too definite, it's too permanent, especially for guys. Mm-hmm. When women say, we're in a relationship, mm-hmm. everyone's in a relationship. When relationships... I think I taught I, I, I talk too much and kind of forgot my point. But when relationships get to a point of I need to stop mm-hmm. on either side of the fence, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. And people drag it on. They drag it on. It's a it's it's a lot of times you may have known or Anyone may have known, and this is what a friendship or, you know, in a relationship where your boyfriend and girlfriend or fiance or husband and wife, most people know. For example, look at how many marriages, I've seen so many marriages unfold after children get of age to leave the house. But here's the thing, Troy, is that we didn't actually, we could have stayed together forever for the rest of our life if he'd been putting in the work Mm -hmm. on himself. And like meeting me at my level. He just wasn't. He was putting in, this is, I call him, he wasn't this. I call him MIPS, minimum investment players. MIPS. Whoa, stop. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't, stop, stop. MIPS. Yeah, MIPS. Whoa, this is new shit. This is not new shit. No, this, did you make this, this up? In my head, yeah. Yeah, this is new. This might go viral. (laughs) MIPS. M-I-P. Minimum investment players. I, there are many of them running around in this world. And it's (laughs) men who, like, know the smallest amount that they can invest in a relationship, whatever that relationship looks like, to maintain it and to keep it on the rails. Are you a MIP or not? This right here, you just exposed... You've just explained what so many women are thinking in three words. Minimal investment players. Yeah. To, they invest as the least the, amount. I, the, the reason behind it is so unknown to me. Why? I, I, it's like a game to them almost. It's like how little can I do and still... It's progressively gotten worse. Keep this. I, I think... In the 90s, 80s, 90s, I'm an 80s baby. We both are. It was different. Relationships were different. Mm-hmm. People were together. My parents been together over 35 years. Um, now, there's a whole lot more MIPS. Mm-hmm. 
And I think, and I'm kind of going. I like that you love this so much. The uh, yeah, I love it. I, I'm but they, going you to, know who they are. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I might have some mip You're in me. You're a mip for sure. Oh, I just thought I might have a little mip in me. But no, the, you are one. <laughs> the thing is, is when guys figure that out, then they use that as a crutch to say, well, I didn't do X, Y, Z. And you didn't make your expectations clear. Right, and we didn't talk about this, but I showed every other action. I spent the night over your house, four nights out of the week. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, I met your parents. So there's there's a lot of MIP shit going on out here. And I think it's getting progressively worse or more prevalent in society the more, number one, independent people become, the more hungry they become for success. We're living in that era. And the key thing that's driving that is social media, not hating on social media, by the way, not, but (laughs) we are exposed and it's a sensory overload on adults Mm -hmm. and the younger generation. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going, we were talking about relationships, we talked about MIPS, but I'm just talking about like, <laughs> that you love as, MIPS so as, as, a, as a whole, as a whole, a lot of these things are, um, you know, things that come up because of the progression in technology. But don't you think there were MIPS that existed? Absolutely. It was for just, all time. It was different though. Mm-hmm. You know, MIPS didn't leave their families. Well, I th- they did. I, they no. They cheated on their wives. They did. You're right. But they I'm cheated si- on their wives for their kids' whole life. I'm, you're right. You're very right. And I'm not acting like this hasn't been going on. Let me not act like this has not been going on. But I think through social media and through different things in life that are progressive in technology, this has been more exposed, which is affecting. Yep. The, the the younger people to where they're not even getting to the point where the older MIPS may have gotten to where I'm married with three kids. And, I and at least their that. child thought my dad is the greatest dad yeah, yeah, and yeah. not known that he was cheating on my mom and emotionally unavailable and shit like that. You see what I'm saying? Totally. Got like young men, young women are going at this head on before they even reach any type of maturity level emotionally. As an adult. And here's what I feel like, Troy, as a woman who has some expectations in her life, I feel like an electric fence to a bunch of dogs. Whoa. Whoa. Not that men are dogs, but that's miserable, right? Where it's like... Whoa. You're speaking to women in a different level right now. I feel like an electric fence to a bunch of dogs. But I feel like that's what men... Like, I am so... I have like... No trust issues. I should have some. I don't. I'm so confident with space and whatever. That's great. Let's have it. (laughs) I need it. But then I'm very also clear, like, what I need and what I expect. And try to, like, not... I pick my battles. But then these MIPS will just run around, run around, run around, and then they run straight into the fence, I feel like, waiting for me to shock them. And that is exhausting to have to keep confronting that shock. Let, let me tell you when something. When I'm like, I, you got a free yard to run around in, buddy. Let me tell you something about a MIP. Do you know what I'm talking? Like, I give you a free yard. Let me tell you something about a MIP. This is what a MIP does. Yes, it's me. I'm a guy. I'm putting MIPs MIP. on blast. Okay, I'm not going to own up to being a MIP. But I know a lot of about MIPS. This is the thing. MIPS like to latch on to nurturing qualities in yes. women, right? That different women are really great at. Mm-hmm. So you go here for this. Yep. For your emotional needs. Mm-hmm. This is when guys get in touch with their emotions, but they don't let the woman know. But yep. they're around you all the time. Yes. You might be a party girl. Go out, have fun. Mm-hmm. We have sexual relations later. It's mm-hmm. great. I only see you on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Then it might be the Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
work, yada, yada, yada. I want to talk to you about my dreams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Yep. Then it might be the, oh, dinner on Wednesday slash Thursday. And then XYZ happens, talk to you about my family. The midweek situation might be the most close situation situation the ones that are extreme opposite ends Mm -hmm. are the ones that you're gonna lose yeah you're gonna lose Mm -hmm. but they want that one to exhibit all of those Mm -hmm. so you might feel like this one is the most balanced the most greatest i'll let her meet my family but the weekend is fun and the weekend will get drunk with me we'll go to an edm concert if drugs are your thing, you do a bunch of drugs, smoke a little weed, whatever, blow some money, might be in a strip club. That's <laughs> that's the girl that kind of like lets your wild side hang out and will not judge you. Okay, okay. Right? Guys don't want to be judged. No, okay. They, they don't want to be judged. Guys do some fucked up things. They don't want to be judged. Yep. Right? The Monday, the early week MIP situation mm-hmm. is not that much like the weekend but opposite and doesn't judge you but like Netflix and chill Netflix and chill Mm -hmm. I only have time Monday, Tuesday Mm -hmm. but that young lady or that woman has only made it clear I only have time Monday, Tuesday Mm -hmm. or you made it clear so maybe she's being a whip <laughs> Look, mips and whips. What's a whip? A a woman? A, a, a whip? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's imagine though, Troy, that you are. Let's say you find yourself consistently. Why does it gotta be me? No, I'm just fucking. We're, I mean, go, we're go, on go. this podcast together. Yeah, go ahead. Um, let's imagine that you are consistently the midweek whip. Mm. With a mip. Okay. Some mips and whips. Yeah, you got well. Listen, so you're tired of shocking these dogs that keep running into your fence because one, you're not sure if you care that much about them to shock them. And then two, it's no fun. Stop running into my fence. Why can't we just have fun? But how do you let, like, what do you do in that situation to shock them hard enough? What is the shock that they need? The shock that they need are... Do you just stop having dinner on Wednesday? You stop. You have to, and now don't get, don't, let's not get it twisted. I'm just saying this because I don't want to be, I'm cool with being hard on guys, but I've been in a reverse situation. Mm-hmm. So how it stops is you cut the shit off. And I think more women should. Mm-hmm. If that's not what you want. <clears throat> now, if you want that, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. I love Gary Vaynerchuk. He keeps it very real. Um, Smart businessman. Gary Vaynerchuk says, if you're okay, we're talking about finances here, just for a second. If you're okay with what you do every year, the money you make, the family, the life that you lead, cool. Mm -hmm. If you want to fuck off and waste your time on the weekend and any of your free time watching Netflix, playing video games and listening to music and partying and whatever... If that's your life and that's what you're comfortable with, cool. But if that's your life and you continue to complain about how you are financially unstable and X, Y, Z, and how you're not where you want to be in life, stop doing the shit that's not allowing you to get there. Yep. So I go with the same thing with men and women. If emotionally this is not where you want to be, mm-hmm. stop. If you want to be somewhere else emotionally, it takes sacrifice and discipline. But when is it, like, when, I think as a woman it's hard, like, when is it a communication issue? Like, when do you draw the line of, like, is this me not understanding this person's life and issue and perspective? And when is it? You got to draw the line here. Let's just just keep it real. We're young. we, We live in the city. We're not that young anymore, Troy. Oh, I'm young forever. I don't know what the hell. I don't, I'm young. I ain't never getting old. Um, just, I mean, we're still young. That's just we're still young. Oh, we're very young. We're I, not I, like 22. I you, we're not 22. Oh, 
Listen, let's, first of all, let's talk about our 20s just for a second. 24, the 20s, your 20s are glorified teenage years, okay? You do... Stone. Yours were. Yours were married teenage years. There was dumbest shit happened ever in the 20s. 30s, you're a little more wiser. Mm-hmm. You're making better decisions. You're thinking about a legacy. That's just that. But what I'm saying is, is that get what you want when you want it. The things that blind people sometimes, being young, energetic, in a great atmosphere in the city or in the suburbs, that's like whatever. I don't know what suburb you might be living in that's progressive. But if you're, <laughs> you know, if if you're there, then Good you're old there. John Woody. <laughs> Conyers. Full if, of fun. You know, if that's where you are at in life, mm-hmm. cool. Stop letting, and I'll be very blunt, stop letting sex blind what you want. People allow these situations, the emotionally unavailable, the elect, woman is electric fence, the guy is the dog, they, they allow those situations sometimes to carry on a long time mm-hmm. because of sexual relations between people. And so if the woman, so the woman just, does she communicate that she's done? What happens? I think communication, okay, I'll give you an example. I was in a situation a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Very, very nice young woman. Honestly, I knew. I said, this girl has no business. Dealing with you. None. Out of your league. None, especially two and a half, three years ago. Zero. Mm -hmm. Amazing young woman. Mm -hmm. She messed with me for a little while. I think she thought my lifestyle was pretty interesting. Did a lot, you know. I'm a rapper, did some shows, I have a cycle club, we do kick-ass stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we always got free shit when we went out. Yep. A lot of respect in the neighborhood. I'm not patting myself on the back, this is just real shit, okay? So, one day she calls me up. She goes, hey, let's hang out. And I'm thinking like, perfect. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm on my MIP. I'm sorry, can you please re-say the definition of MIP? Minimum investment player. Minimum investment player. Okay, I guess I need to take the W about the whip. So Women. It's, it's just the MIP is just the general Yeah. Thing. Okay. So she says, hey, look, I want to hang out with you. I'm like, midday, this is it. I was like, yeah, I already know we're going to hang out. I'll probably get a little drunk. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens after that. And I'll go on about my way, on my MIP shit. Mm-hmm. We go on a walk, we get some coffee, right? Mm-hmm. We go on a walk, and the entire walk, we were just walking and talking. I thought it was some regular shit. The end of the walk, we're about a block away from house. She goes, listen, I think you're really, really cool. Mm-hmm. But I also know that over these past four months, this is not going anywhere. I can see that you want something different out of this, and I'm cool with that. I like you. I think everything that you're ambitious about and want to do in life, you will be successful at. But I have to respectfully let you know I'm on a different page. Mm -hmm. I want to be your friend, but everything between us, the hanging out, the stuff like that has to stop. Mm -hmm. This is like a Saturday. Did it break your heart? No, I have nothing but the utmost respect for this woman. Did you like feel more attraction to her? No. Really? No, she knew hmm. she was not stupid. I'm not saying that women are stupid, but it took a lot of courage for her to plan a date with me. We went on like a three mile walk. Mm-hmm. And at the end, she just said, listen, I know that you're going to fare better if you go your separate way and I go mine. Hmm. A few months later, she met a guy. Mm-hmm. This is about two years ago, two and a half years ago. And they're still together. Mm-hmm. I love it. I like every picture on Instagram. <laughs> they go to different countries. I'm so happy to see her in the place mm-hmm. that she wants to be. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do that. No. I just wasn't. I wasn't there. Yep. I wasn't there. This guy, good guy. I like every so last... Like, cut out the cut out the dead shrub that's holding up your space. Yeah. Get yep. it out. 
Get it out. Now, sometimes, I won't lie, you can connect with people. I do feel like you can connect with people. And maybe you don't want to necessarily get rid of them out of, out of your life. Mm-hmm. I've had that type of situation happen with me before as well. And, you know, it is what it is. I think you need to help that person as a friend. Friends, listen, y'all, out of MIP situations, friends can be made. Mm-hmm. There's hope. <laughs> but but does the MIP ever... Uh, does the MIP ever stop? It is, well, I'm just uh, thinking about a specific situation in my life mm. currently. Uh, Put it this way. It's been going on for like seven... It's been too long. But listen, if you're dealing with a MIP, right? Cut them out. But does the cut does the no, MIP ever well, come let, out? Let, me, let me let me let me let me let me say this. If you're dealing with the MIP, don't stop looking for what you want. If you're willing, if you're willing to deal with this minimal investment player, yeah. if you want, sometimes you want to deal with them. Sometimes you want to, yeah, because you like them, yeah. Keep them in there. It's like a seasoning on a shelf. But what if the MIP like thinks a, that you're exclusive with them? No MIP would ever think. MIP thinks you're exclusive. No, he's stupid. He's not a MIP. He's foolish. He's just dumb? Yeah, he's dumb. You don't want to be around dumb people. <laughs> be, just be real. Just be real. And if you think that he thinks you're together, go ahead and have a conversation and be like, are we together or not? No, and no. then watch the MIP wiggle his slimy snake ass no. out of this conversation and be a MIP. MIP, M-I-P. Minimal investment player. This is the greatest shit ever. Mm-hmm. Can we get, get that trademark or something? No. I'm not going to. <laughs> I think probably somebody else will take it. Or has taken it. Okay. So this is... This Give has me been... some girl questions back. Oh, jeez. Give me some women questions. But anyway, I think I what I, I can I sum it up with is it. what I think I have learned. What I have learned. Okay. Let me sum up my lessons. My wisdom as a 32-year-old woman who's dated many men, many a man. A 32-year-old, young, young, in the bloom of youth. I do look young, though. You look amazing. <laughs> look at young. Um, yeah, I've dated many a man, and all with their own unique issues. Um, I do think... Cut them out. You know when you know. You do. We're smart enough to know. And then cut it. And it, sometimes they come back. They do. Sometimes they but, but you can't grow. Like if a man has to grow alone. Yeah. A woman cannot grow a man for him. Yeah. Like a woman. You don't grow a man. That's why I've been single for seven years. You need some growing time. I needed some growing time. But like a woman can't fertilize a man. You're taking like with, too much. You're taking too much away from that person's life. Yeah. That person always, I believe that people deserve the best. Mm-hmm. And you can't rely on getting the best, getting your best, your personal best out of someone else. And I think what I have learned too is that when men sometimes pull away, it's because not necessarily even that they're like not interested in you particularly. It's yeah. like that they are like not they think like you're the shit maybe too yeah. but they're like I'm not in a great place right personally okay I need to like take some space and then they roll right back in so you just keep living your life okay you don't well, you disagree is, no I, I I agree I agree this conversation started off in one direction but it's it's gotten it's gotten me to a point where I see, I see women differently. I, no, I'm serious. I, I'm very serious about that. I genuinely appreciate a lot of, a lot of things. I think the thing I, I most appreciate is MIP, MIPS. And you appreciate them. I, no, I appreciate that word. Mm. And I appreciate you saying, I'm an electric fence and men are just. Oh, I just know a MIP when I see one. I'm not releasing this. I'm not releasing this episode for a while. This MIP thing is it's what okay. 
Let's move on to la- the last thing. Jesus. No, uh, no, you asked me like some. No. Give me a women question at least. No, the, uh, I am. I'm, you have none. You have no question. I'm emotionally them. overloaded. <laughs> I, I, you've answered so many. That's thi- a cop out. <laughs> no, it's. It's okay. a MIP. Okay. It's a MIP yeah, move. Such a MIP. I just don't. I, don't, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it when I saw. I don't even know right now. I'm, I'm so satisfied with the information, the conversation. But MIPS love to come to the electric fence early and get buzzed many times. Oh, God. Uh, they love that feeling early oh, on. Well, buzz. Well, you know what the thing is is that women don't always buzz mm. back. So that's why the MIPS keep no, coming. No, no, no. But no, I think some men, they love the little... But it gets harder and harder uh, yeah. the more you run into it. Yeah, I don't like to get shocked. I don't like to get shocked. That's why I'm not fully a MIP, okay? <laughs> Can't be on my show and have me a, being a MIP. I talk... I will off MIPS. But I will, you understand some of the MIPS stuff. Oh, I understand okay. the MIP okay, lifestyle. Okay, let's end it. Let's end this episode. So, um... Shit. Okay. Well, you know, I end it with whack shit versus dope shit. I think that could be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day when I was driving around. Wax shit versus dope shit. Um, Where we at with it? Is there a candle you like? Is there a new wine that's dope? Is your neighbor whack? What's wax shit versus dope shit? I can go first. Wax shit, New York City. Mm, wow. That, you know what? I felt that was almost like a punch to the face. You, I'm sorry. It just is. You, New York City's whack? Why are you paying a million dollars to live in a city that's so hard? You know what? And why are we paying a million dollars to live in a city where a rat ran across my foot? Mm. Mm. No thanks. You, you know, I'm not going to argue with you too much on that. It's whack shit. I would. It is whack shit. You know, New York. Wow. I've been there two times in two weeks. and I'm, It's whack. And I can't believe that I lived there once. And I can't believe that I wanted to live there my whole life. Wow. Wow. And I, and you don't men say crazy stuff to you on the subway. Mm. You can't even look at people in the eyes. There's a whole lot of whack shit going on up there right now. Anyway, that's whack Damn. shit. Go. New Dope York. Shit. New York. I love you. That's all I can say. I I hate that you made the whack list. <laughs> but I'm a, I'm getting emotional about it right now. I don't know what to do. Which one? Mad, sad. No, I just yeah, I'm hurt. Mad, sad, or happy. I'm hurt. Oh, Troy's got six emotions. Yeah, I got six. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to tap into He's more. He's growing. Troy's on a growth path. Okay. Uh, wow. Dope shit. I feel like you should talk about certain things that are dope. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't want to steal my thunder. I, no, I don't. Okay, so Troy and I, while we've been doing this podcast have been eating a lot of acidic fruits, grapefruit, lemon, and lime, and we've been doing it in a really enjoyable way with these magical fruit pills that are a naturally occurring substance that you let dissolve on your tongue, and it turns any fruit into, like, the key lime, the limes taste like key lime pie, the lemons taste like lemon custard, the grapefruit Troy, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know. It's pretty amazing. Everything we eat after eating this pill taste I ate mustard and it tasted like honey mustard yeah, the, the strawberries taste like strawberry shortcake mind you it's vegan no GMO all the other <laughs> no calories it's not actually a drug yeah. it's just a pill of a, like a fruit like from a lot Brazil of fruits. yeah and it's so amazing put one on your tongue let it dissolve completely you can buy them on Amazon okay I'm gonna go whack shit Hmm. I was on Nextdoor app. I like Nextdoor app. I don't think it's whack. Okay. Emily's over here saying that it's whack. You're probably on it. Okay. Hater. It's informative. But someone came up and was asking questions about Airbnb the other day. Is it good or bad for the city? Well, I'll tell you what. Shut the fuck up. It's the greatest thing that ever happened. Okay, Airbnb helps a lot of people get money. It's helped me get money. It's great. It's fucking great. So it's whack that you complained about it. Dope shit is, I still get money off Airbnb, and I will continue to get money off Airbnb till the day I die. High five. 
Damn right. Until the day you die. I don't know. But high five. I'm going to the DR in July. and Not July. In January. Because guess who's going to be in my house? An Airbnb air. And Goddamn right. Paying for the trip. Paying for my trip. All right. Wow. Life and other shit. And that ends another episode of Life and Other Shit. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it sparked some conversations with you and your friends in the near future. And I hope you come back to listen to next week's episode. Once again, I'm your boy, Luke Legacy. You can follow me on social media at I am Luke Legacy. Or if you want to just reach out and hit me up, lifeandothershit00 at gmail.com. All right, until the next episode, one love.